Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 346th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, let me, let me tell you uh, something that I did uh, this sort of past weekend. Okay. On Saturday, Earl and I went to go see Dune in IMAX. Uh, now, we all know that it sort of dropped. The movie released on like Thursday night, uh, but also like Thursday at around 6.30 p.m. You could just start watching it on HBO Max. Yeah. And is that how you plan on watching the movie? Yeah, I'll probably watch it from my phone or something. I'm gotcha. not. I'm not sure it's a uh, a movie that Lane is super interested in watching, and um, okay. I'm not sure that I'll sit down and watch it on the couch. I'll probably just watch it while I'm doing dishes over the course of like two or three days. Yeah, terrible. I know. Well, it's fine. Um, I know that ever since I saw the trailers for it, I go, "All right, well, if it's a Denis Villeneuve." movie and Hans Zimmer is doing the score I gotta see this on the biggest screen possible and I gotta have the biggest set of speakers sort of blasting my way and so probably about a week ago I'm looking and I go oh my goodness A there's only one real IMAX theater in uh, in New York City there's like another IMAX ish screen I think in Times Square but it's it's like fake IMAX it's Limax as, as uh, Earl and I used to call it um, the only real one is actually near my, uh, near where I live up in like uh, Lincoln center, Lincoln square rather. And so I was looking at, uh, seats because I didn't want to sit in like the front row. You know, it's one of those things of where if you don't get it, then you just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, I'm not going to force the issue and I wasn't going to see it in a regular movie theater. Uh, it was like essentially IMAX or bust. And so I found of all of the uh, of all the showings, and honestly, starting from Thursday on to like tomorrow, or even Wednesday, um, it's all sold out. Hmm. It's like honestly, every showing is maxed out, and so uh, good for good for the studio, obviously. Yeah. One IMAX theater, but I found uh, I found the showing at nine a.m. on Saturday morning. So wow. like matinee matinee you know wow yeah and (laughs) i didn't even know the theaters opened that early yeah right so we uh so i I booked tickets and we were like second to last row so you're comfortable imax viewing experience and so you know i woke up at around six o'clock in the morning uh walked the dog like got slowly ready and then uh earl and i met at a diner like two blocks away and it's early morning. It's like 8.30 a.m. Upper West Side. It's not like the most happening part of town. Um, you know, we split an omelet. I had a cup of coffee. We walk right into the movie theater. And obviously you had the mask up when you walked in the movie theater. And then we had to bring our uh, vaccination cards, our IDs, walk into the movie theater. And when we got into the theater, it was like 8.50, I want to say, 8.55. Uh, found our seats and it was already starting to like pack get packed and then what was crazy dude from nine and i completely forgot this 
from like nine to nine thirty, they were playing <laughs> trailers. Really? And I, in my mind, I kept thinking another one. Yeah. Another yeah. one. It was really frustrating. I think also because I haven't gone to the movies in, in quite a while. The last movie I went to go see was Fast Nine, I think, or Fast and the Furious Nine, F Nine. Yeah. Um, and so that also felt a little bit different because. Uh, we we went with a party and we like rented a whole movie theater out, so we were like geeking out about that. It was also one of those uh, lazy boy uh, theaters, so we were all just like sort of like getting our seats sort of going, and people are running back and forth to get popcorn. <laughs> just being goofy. But this is like, yeah, yeah, a little goofy. But this one is like, okay, just you and a friend. Yeah, just start the movie already. The theaters, exactly, exactly. I just want the movie to start. Yeah. And then when the movie started, it was like, you know, also, you know, the, the, the IMAX, the, the countdown, the, the blue numbers. Um, love that. It'll never get old. Um, I'm not going to lie. I forgot about that. It's been a long time since I've seen an IMAX movie. What was the last IMAX movie you saw, you think? I'm trying to remember. It can't pot. We saw, we saw an IMAX movie when I came to the city one time, which is probably like 10 years ago. Maybe not 10 years ago. I mean, but we sure saw... We saw, what was it like a Bond movie? Uh, might have been. I can't remember if it was been, like. But you and I saw Black Panther in IMAX. Wait, we saw Black Panther in IMAX. Was that was that in IMAX? Wasn't that by the waterfront? I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess maybe it was. Yeah, Where there. Did we see I know. A Star Wars movie I know that. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm discounting when or how recent it was, but yeah. So let's just say perhaps Black Panther. Yeah. Should be like four years um, ago, maybe now. Four or five years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the last IMAX movie I saw. Uh, actually, did Dunkirk come out after that movie? I don't think so. I think Dunkirk came out before. I definitely saw Dunkirk in, in IMAX. That was an important movie to see in IMAX as well. 2017. Essentially, anything that's going to seem really sprawling, really intense... Uh, I'm gonna want to have IMAX. Uh, you know, what movies would have been amazing to see in IMAX. I've said this before: Black Hawk Down and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, of course, for sure. Like just five stories worth of sound to like really shake the place. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, yeah. the the sound is just so. That's one of my favorite parts about the IMAX experience. It's the sound. Mm-hmm. All I'll say is this: it's worth the move. It was worth the, the money. Normally, IMAX like we'll say like Friday night cost for IMAX is like thirty dollars a ticket at this point in the city. Yeah. Um, and because of the matinee price, I got it down to I think even after taxes and fees, per ticket price was twenty five dollars. So all right, I was, I felt that it was worth it. Um, it was worth it to watch that movie for $25 at the IMAX theater. I'm not going to spoil the movie in any way. Um, I was never a big Dune like sort of fanboy beforehand. I had listened to the Unabridged audio book maybe two years ago when I was training for a marathon. I just like every time I went out to go run, I just put the audio book on. Yeah. And so I got to hear the story there. I think the movie is great. And I can, I'm happy to leave it at that. I'm excited for you to watch it and then um, get a sense of how you feel about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I honestly have no idea. I don't, I've never read the book. So um, I'm going to be going into it with, you know, completely, completely fresh. 
um, I'm really curious to know what it's about <laughs> to hear or to, to see it. But um, I often do really enjoy the the experience of the of the books more so than the movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is this is kind of I don't know. There, there's always there's always a merit to seeing the movies. Like it might not be as good as the book, but there's still always like it's really cool to see how people imagine. Um, Mm-hmm. the words and how they're able to build that on screen it's really really cool to see like i i didn't like um ender's game anywhere near as much as the book but i thought it was pretty fascinating to see some of the, what you're reading especially like the games i'm not sure if you read you you read that book right i did okay yeah but just like seeing seeing the game you know you kind of visualize it and it's kind of you have your own thought as to how it might actually look but seeing seeing how they're able to um, capture it on film is pretty interesting. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you really just brush past so much that you don't get, or that you would get in the book that just they don't even cover in the movies. Yeah, it's uh, it was really well made for like someone who isn't willing to sit through and read a thousand page book (laughs) yeah um and he did a really good job of like creating and setting you up to understand the world really quickly understand the characters quite clearly understand most of the motivations like very naturally um and so you know all in all well worth the time uh i wanted to also just sort of transition from from that um, I won't be able to record the first weekend in November because Earl's getting married that weekend. That's not so. This is that's this coming weekend, or uh, no, the, next no, the, weekend. the weekend. The, okay, the, yeah. the weekend of the sixth and six. okay, that's fine. Yeah, we uh, we're going to be flying out to SF on Thursday morning, and we're going to fly back. I think Monday night. Okay. Yeah, so a bit of a vacation for us as well. Um, but also just to celebrate the, uh, the nuptials, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. My birth is next week. So Lynn is taking us somewhere. I don't know. I, it's, it's always a surprise every year. Um, but I, we're leaving on, if I'm not mistaken on Monday, so I should still be available to record on Sunday. Okay. Where, uh, yeah. do you know where you're going? No, I have no idea. It's always a surprise. It's always a surprise, man. Yep. That's exciting. <laughs> just like show up and and that's it. Just do it. Yeah. You don't even like you have. You, has there ever been a year where you accidentally came across something and I had to like not let her know that you knew? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. Like there've been so like um you know when we went out when I when she, we came up to New York. And she took me to that surprise birthday dinner with you and a bunch of other people. Mm, yeah. So like that was a surprise, but then it was for our mini moon that had to be rescheduled because of um, the hurricane. So while the trip itself wasn't a surprise, the the um, the the New York experience itself was a big surprise. Um, last year, that was a surprise. We drove down to um, I don't even remember. I, I guess it was Virginia Beach. I don't think it was anything. It was for just literally Virginia Beach, um, just for like an overnight trip. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever have really come across. I think she may have told me 
like a day before we flew out, but that's about it. Maybe there's a few years ago she took me to Puerto Rico. I had no idea where we were going till we were in the um, in, in the car on the way up on the way to the airport. Wow. Look at you, just 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 going places. Yeah, that, that the old days. <laughs> now now it's different. Um, obviously, you're still still going places, but um, it's not it's not as um, it's not as simple. Or I don't even want to say spur of the moment. I'm not sure how much you would call it spur of the moment anyway. But it's it's a lot more to plan. This time Gordon's coming with us, so he came with us last year too. But yeah. Yeah, I mean that'll that'll be that'll be nice, man. Another year, huh? Look at you, big year. Yeah, though. the time flies by. Be thirty. You think this is the biggest year? This got to be like top five, right? I've had a lot of really busy years, man. Um, you know, I had I had I my had weird in, flex, in two, but okay. Two thousand nineteen. <laughs> two thousand nineteen. I graduated from from grad school, got my first like like adult job, and Gordon was born, and that all happened within like this summer. So. I, I graduated at the end of May, had to like wrap up the work for the, over the next like, what was it, month and a half, started the new job July 15th, and then Gordon was born July 28th. So that was like a really... So like nothing happened. It was just so much, so much change in a really short period of time. But you are right. I mean, this year we moved from uh, Delaware where we'd been living effectively for like the last 20 years. I mean, I, w- I wasn't in Delaware for high school, but we were on the right on the border. It was the same local area more or less for the last 20 years. So that was a huge change. New job, sure. new job. Uh, every day is always new with Gordon. So that's always a constant, constant evolution. But then of course bought a house, which, um, which is also pretty new <laughs> with all the, uh, just everything involved with that, right? Upgrades, modifications, um, more space, just, you know, the, the stuff. The stuff I've talked about yeah. a lot, I know. But yeah, and and then, uh, turn it, like, the birthdays, birthdays mean so much less once you break past, like, 21 because you don't get, like, I feel like every year when it can, when you're, like, a child and you hit your birthday, you're gaining additional responsibilities. You get additional like rights or privileges. You have, there's more that you can do. There's more that you have access to, right? Like you, you get to like right. 13 and 13. It's like, oh, I could see PG 13 movie now. Of course, like I, th- I I'd already seen like PG 13 movies before I was 13, but it's like, oh, if I wanted to go to the movie theaters, no one can like say no to me because I'm 13. At least no one there. Um, then you turn 16, you start to drive. 18, you know, just that extra level of freedom. You can vote, go off to college, all those other fun things. 21 is like the last, like, big one where it's like, okay, you can drink. I don't even drink, but, like, that's that's like, okay, this is the you can drink birthday. The only thing you have after that is, like, what, 25? Where you get discounts, I guess, on, on car rentals. And if well, you, I don't if, even think it's discounts on car rentals. I yeah, think a lot dis- of it is it allows you to. No, I, I think you can't still rent a car. I'm pretty sure I've rented cars before I was 25. But I think it's like, it's not, you're right, it's not a discount, but I think there's an additional. You like, stop paying those uh, insurance extra, fees. Exactly, the extra insurance fees, yeah. Um, and then if you want to be president, you know, hit 35 and boom, you're good to go. Um, but, but yeah. It becomes so, the decade birthdays that are big. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like the big milestones, like the, the 20, the, or the 30, the 40, the 50, maybe the fives too, the 45, 35, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's it's always just kind of a, a reminder. It's kind of like the new year. It's just kind of a reminder of like, okay, reflecting on this the year that has passed. And um, yeah, just... You know what do you what do you need from your birthday, especially as you get older? Like it's not like you need anybody to buy you a gift either. That's the other big thing. When I was a kid, my, right. the the best part about the birthday was I could get like one big big gift that I it would take me you know a fair amount of time to save up to buy for myself. Nowadays, if you want something, you know either you save for it for a little bit or you just click order and you're good to go. <laughs> like the right. the. I'm not I'm not out here buying like thousand dollar toys, you know, like I don't know, or tens of thousands. Like I'm not buying a car for you know on the regular. So if I want something like a video game, I don't really have to think about that purchase too much. I usually just click buy and boom, that's it. Yeah, that reminds me. I went to Carolyn and I. We went to Best Buy just to check some stuff out, and then one 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 of the uh, associates came over and asked if I needed any help. I literally said to him. Show me the most expensive TV you have here. <laughs> he goes, excuse me? He goes, I want to see the most expensive TV you have here. He goes, coming right up. <laughs> and he uh, he walks us to a $20,000 TV. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an 8K. was an 8K, yeah. 8K, was an LG? Was it one of the transparent it ones? It wasn't transparent, no. Um, but it was really thin. Uh, I definitely wasn't going to buy it. I'll say that. Definitely. <laughs> no, no. I'm looking it up right now. Maybe the Z9 series. I see one here. $29,000. I've seen a lot of these types of TVs online as Tech Tips, a YouTube channel. And I feel like a lot of times these t- this, t- this type of technology is really made for extremely rich people or really uh, or additionally it's kind of like tech demos they don't really expect a consumer to buy it like there's no 8k content for you to actually consume you can't you can't upload 8k content anywhere that you can't get like 8k streams so right um yeah i don't, I don't really know what you would do with 8k <laughs> i have no idea i guess like maybe the only thing you would do with 8k is is I guess possibly game, and at that point you, you've also really pushed the boundaries of almost every graphics card for most modern games. So yeah, I don't really know what you would do with an 8K TV. If I if I have an Xbox Series X and I have a game that like is capable of 4K, right? Right. Obviously, the Xbox Series X currently does not support. 4K at 60. Oh, it doesn't I think matter. it's uh, okay. they okay. do 1440 at Got 60. It. Got it. Okay. Um, although I hear that the because I have already pre-downloaded Forza Horizon 5. Um, supposedly that game is going to be really nice. Um, but if I have an 8K TV and I have a 4K console with 4K content, uh, um, do I need like a special HDMI cable to like? essentially pass that data on to the tv because i don't think a regular hdmi cable will do right yeah that's that's one that's like created for 4k yeah it's a really good question it's it's a really funny question because it's something that like i was so used to using hdmi just like plug and play this is everything that i need that i never really thought about it after that after a period of time but then when i first got my when i got a um i think when i got a 
1440p 144 hertz monitor you reach the bandwidth of um of an hdmi cable so i think hdmi at least the stand like this so i think there's hdmi 2.0 and maybe they're like hdmi let me see let me see the hdmi versions so i don't want to so yeah right now i believe they're on hdmi 2.1 um mm -hmm. an hdmi 2.1 where is this here hdmi 2.1 could push um 8k at 30 hertz apparently Eight, uh, HDMI 1.3 and 1.4 can push 4K at 60 hertz. But what you would typically buy, I think, what would typically come in the box of like, I don't know, uh, like a, a standard monitor, standard like 1080p TV would not be, it would probably not be a, a an HDMI cable that's capable of doing that. So you have to be careful about the version of HDMI that you're using. The other option is DisplayPort. So um, I don't think the H, I don't think the Xbox has a DisplayPort outlet no, or or okay so yeah it, it's really just a matter of this specific version of hdmi that you're using yeah i mean it could make it uh nice uh, in that sense but you also don't need to spend twenty thousand dollars to get anywhere like near that no definitely not because yeah I, I already at that point it's just it's just upscaling to 4k it's basically like putting 1080p content on a 4k tv you're not really getting any benefit from it unless there's like AI that's supposed to be that's supposedly doing additional work behind the scenes to improve the quality of the picture, but right, yeah, not really. Speaking much of which, are you buying Vanguard? I don't know. I played I played a little bit of the beta. Like I, when I say a little, I really mean like I played like three matches total, and mm -hmm. it's the thing that's really you didn't like it you, really, did, you, you didn't no, sound like you I didn't liked like it. it i said i didn't like it at all yeah and, but here here's the di here's the issue and one i'm i'm you know i'm like a month or so removed from playing it but the issue for me is that the modern warfare and black ops experience are are very different from one another um you know black ops had has a series of pro like issues things that i don't like like it's the reason why you and i like never played core right because of like the time to kill the 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 snipers and what blah what whatever right it's just a very different experience a very different game vanguard i think is much more similar to modern warfare than it is to black ops and i think a lot of people would love to hear that but i don't want to say that oh they're like the same game but the issue that i felt was just i don't know just so much randomness there were many times where i had where like i would spawn and i would run like five feet forward and then someone would be right behind me where i just spawned or someone would come through a door right where i was like i'm just not even remotely thinking that i'm going to get into a fight at that moment all these things get you know tweaked a bit with um with you know updates and patches and and all that other good stuff but i just think that the i think that call of duty is one of the only games that i can really play like the multiplayer experience that i can play by myself and not have to try to coordinate with other people and still have a good time so that's the one thing i like about call of duty but i haven't played black ops this season and it's just nice to not even like think about it to be like oh i want to make progress on these challenges or anything like that you know so part of the reason why i'm like i don't know if i want to buy it is because one i just don't it, it's if i don't have to if i don't own it then i don't have to really think about that that aspect of of trying to make progress on something that doesn't really mean anything 
and instead make you know play a single player game on, on the ps5 or whatever but then the other thing is if i'm planning to get battlefield that's probably going to be what takes up the majority of my like competitive multiplayer um experiences for the next like competitive year. and heavy quotes yeah 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 heavy quote i when i say competitive i really mean like the player player versus player experience right when is that game coming out Battlefield? i want to say i'm just trying to look it up really quickly battlefield 2042 release date november 19th i think it was All supposed right, so to be about out. 12 days after duty yeah i think it was supposed to be out already now but then they pushed it back a month i mean i'm getting duty for sure yeah because i know you're trying to play the the campaign it comes out it comes out next friday huh yeah, yeah. wow next I friday mean, i'm not gonna get it when it comes out but like yeah i mean you know I me mean? i want to watch the i'm gonna watch a review video yeah <laughs> the the other thing is that i've i i feel like we've been burnt or at least i've been burnt by sledgehammer games i did not like advanced warfare at all and i really didn't care for call uh for cod world war ii i don't remember that campaign so i don't i don't have very positive memories about the campaign that game. was what was good enough for what it was i don't um, remember any aspects of that one at all it's funny oh uh, if you if you if you if you put a gun to my head, I still wouldn't know anything about that campaign. I just remember, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I think I'm really excited yeah. because I was told uh, by all the videos that I've been watching that the graphics and gameplay and movement of this uh, Vanguard is essentially, uh, what, COD-19, uh, Modern yeah, Warfare. Modern Warfare, yeah. Uh, yeah and it you is. know how much I did not like Black Ops. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm ready for it. If you're telling me we're going to get incredible graphics in a World War II setting, like, game set match. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will tell you this. The destructible environments and stuff, it's really amazing. There, There's the the one, maybe two maps that I played. They both had, like, an interior section where there's a lot of, like, bookshelves and, and um, like, wood furniture and stuff. And you, as you're shooting through stuff, like, dust is getting kicked up. There's a lot of debris and, and it, visibility. becomes It, you know, becomes difficult to see people. I thought that was really cool. Um, the here, here, one of the biggest issues that I had with it was the importance of attachments and such. So, like as you know, if you get a Call of Duty game late or you don't play as much as other people, it's very quick. It, it's very easy to get behind in uh, in terms of not just like map knowledge, but also your unlocks and feeling like you're at an unfair advantage because unfair at you're at a disadvantage because other people's weapons are just so much better than yours and mm -hmm. your base guns their the recoil the amount of ammo that you have in, in each uh in each magazine is so low compared to or it's just so much worse than people who have like their decked out guns and such that it becomes frustrating a bit and like this is coming from the beta experience where it doesn't matter at all um you know, when you're when you're when you're in it and you're actually trying to do the unlocks and work on challenges and other things like that, it's going to be a little bit more frustrating, especially given that you're. It'll probably take you like <laughs> it'll probably take you like a month to get to max prestige, where some people are going to do it in a single day. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I think I'm yeah. I've, uh, I'm at that one of those points right now, and I think this happens to to you and I, where there's just been a massive lull in gaming. And I'm not complaining about that whatsoever. I'm not like, oh man, I wish I was gaming a lot more. I just think that, you know, life sort of sneaks up on you. You get a little bit busier and it sort of just is what it is. I don't, I don't feel any sort of thing against it. But 
it would just be nice to have like something that you boot up a little bit and like and you run a match or two and you just sort of bounce. I'm yeah. also looking forward to uh, to Battlefield as well. I did not like that beta whatsoever. Um, right, you tried. Was, for, you you only played one game, right? I played. Oh, you played a little two more. Games. Okay. Yeah, okay. It, it wasn't significant in any way. Got it. Um, but, but I just did didn't, didn't like. Work. There was like audio issues. A lot of the guns when you fire, they didn't make any noise. Um, not not the best experience. But what I like about that game is. Uh, it's going to be the ultimate, just like, hey, you want to like sign on and do a little Battlefield? And it's like, all right, great. Like, There's no campaign you got to worry about. It's just, let's just get into a match and just like, let's just see what kind of Battlefield moments we can experience. Uh, yeah. and, and that'll just be fun in and of itself because that's like the ultimate layback experience. You know, like, do I care about any of my stats in that game? Absolutely not. It's just fun to feel like you're part of a squad trying to take stuff on. Right. Yeah, I don't even remember what type of stats they tracked in Battlefield 1. I don't remember if that was a thing that they did. I think there's um, a lot of like weapon-specific challenges that you okay. had to do. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but, no. I mean, I don't know if I'm driven by that stuff uh, in Battlefield specifically, but all that stuff could change, obviously. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that I find, like, I, I, I usually like to try to win the games. You know that, right? Like, in Call of Duty, if it's a 6v6 match, I usually feel like my my performance alone can significantly impact whether our team wins or loses and so if i'm if i'm playing seriously um if i'm playing seriously there's a good chance like i could i i I usually win more than than um i win more than i lose in that game and so i often am trying to win while trying to do other stuff like you know work on weapon challenges or work on perk Mm -hmm. challenges and things like that and bat and and it makes it a little bit frustrating because there are times where i'll like switch to my main class like my my best weapons that i'm not actually working on because i want to win more than i want to get progress in battlefield it's impossible (laughs) it's actually impossible to single-handedly influence those fights like it's, it's i like wouldn't six, say it's 60, impossible not, not i'll say it's very hard fight it's very hard it's you're one of 64 people on your team you're one of 128 people in this match you're probably not going to do enough damage by yourself to influence whether or not you lose or win or lose now yes you're right of course you you still are making an impact but i think that the scale of your impact is just less than call of duty like 6v6 stuff mm-hmm. so I, f- I typically found it easier to like remove myself from that that desire to try to win every single match in Battlefield. Yeah. Obviously, like we're playing the objective because that's what you're supposed to do, but like you're not upset that you lost either, right? Like right. when you, you get on the mic and, con- and complain to the other thirty one or sixty three people. <laughs> the last time we got upset though was when we used to play those operations. I know you're gonna say. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I because those you, actually you're trying to get you, it done. Well, not only try to get it done, but they, they broke up the game experience in a way that felt more, not necessarily 6v6, but more maybe like a, a ground war with limited tickets. Right, right. It did feel like if you held a if you held a flank down really effectively and you're like mowing people down, you could actually see uh, your effects on the, on the match a little bit more clearly there than in your standard Battlefield experience. The only time I was just thinking about is when you and I would play Battlefield 3 like metro rush yeah um like those are those have had a couple of games i remember playing solo 
there were games where I went like 160 and like 20 or something like that. And it's just <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, like yeah. you, you know the enough. map so well at this point, you've spent so many hours on it and uh, you do feel sort of superhuman in that sense. But overall, the sentiment that you're sharing, totally, totally feel you. And I'm just, I'm excited, man, for uh, a brand new Battlefield. I wish we, played, I wish we had played the uh, Battlefield 5 a lot I more, know. but Same. it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, that one came out at a at a um, just a busy time. Yeah. I think I, I think I think I got was Gordon born when that game came out. Was that the reason? No, it's not. It's I don't think he was. The game came out September fourth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, sorry, November twentieth. I think that was the beta. November twentieth, two thousand eighteen. No, I was um I was in the heavy grind. I was in the final push for my dissertation. So right, 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 there, right. there was a lot happening. I went to England for a month. And um, you were working on it out there. I was working on it out there. Um, what else? That was also when I started to transition away from from the Xbox and started playing more on the PC. That yes. was the other. That ultimate, was the other big factor. Ultimate, uh, ultimate betrayal. Ultimate betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a tough one because there were games like The Division that would have been awesome to play. Um, and it would have been great if there was cross, um, if it was cross play, but additionally, yeah. if, if we just had more time, the division is one of my favorite games to play. Um, just like I don't know, it, it, it's just so fun to. That was to, a to fun, like, stuff. hey, let's just log into the world and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wonder when the division three is coming out. Oh man, uh, I know you and I were talking about Halo. That could be a fun, especially like. I would never buy Halo, but like obviously with uh, the beauty of Xbox Game Pass, I'm more than happy to to download that and play that with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know the crazy thing, thing about with Game like Pass. why I uh, why I've just been able to try so many new games and just be like, yep, that was probably not worth spending thirty five or forty <laughs> or fifty dollars on it, but I'm glad I got to try it out. Yeah, yeah, you've tried out way more than I have. I know that for sure. The, um, the, the you know the crazy thing about Game Pass is that I'm about to have to start paying for that. Oof. I'm trying to see okay. my. I'm, I'm trying to quickly find my uh, subscription status. I know that the last time I checked, I think it expires. Yeah, here we go. Expires in uh, uh, April, April twenty third, twenty twenty two. When oh, I first wow. got this, which was like three years ago, that just seemed so far away. And obviously, it really was. But right. just, <laughs> I can't believe it's almost here. You know, if you start doing those uh, Microsoft challenges, you can you can have this thing paid off quite quickly. Yeah, you're you're, you're probably like through like 2024 at this point. Oh, I haven't up, I haven't uh, re-upped since. Oh, so. okay. Okay. But uh, it, that might be a good thing to spend some points on at some point, especially when they do. Uh, every once in a while, they'll they'll do a uh, like a deal or something, so that your your points are worth a little bit more. Right. But uh, I haven't been in a rush to to buy that stuff. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other issue that I have right now is that um, I have Comcast, and I think I've already complained about this on the podcast, but. Oh, I, uh, I I really do enjoy complaining about Comcast just because I, I, I can't stand them. Um, so we have a data cap for per month. And, what is uh, it? It's a 1.2 terabytes usage per month, which, like, if you think about a cell phone plan, you would be like, okay, you know, 1.2 terabytes is a lot, but that's 
partially because you don't consume nearly as much internet on the like through your LTE or 5G or whatever mm-hmm. on your phone assuming you're 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 connecting to Wi-Fi at like work right. and at home right so right now so so for September of 2021 which is which is a busy month for us in terms of usage we went over our <laughs> so we went over our uh, our allotment by 400 gigs they give you they give you one month of overage before they start charging you extra. And I think they charge you something like, um, I can't, I can't see the, okay, here we go. They charge you $10 per every 50 additional gigs that you go over each month. But that additional charges, those charges won't exceed $100 each month, which I'm pretty sure it used to be 50. I think that changed to 100 recently. Um, so right now we have six more days left this month and we have 300 gigs left. So we are getting pretty close to our, our yeah. cap, but we should make it. But the issue that I have is that I haven't I haven't downloaded any games this month that, that, that I recall at least. Some games are just so massive. Like Duty. Like Oh yeah. It's like 150 gigs, maybe 200 gigs if I want to oh, download yeah. it from scratch. There have been times where I've had to re-download games because they just stop functioning properly. I mean that kills you. That kills you. That's that's a major chunk of your of your usage. So when when Comcast says like, oh, only this percentage of our uh, of users use this much data per month, meaning that it will, it, you know, it's not really going to affect many many users. I just I'm like, well, I already know that it's going to affect me. That that's that right because you're not most people. Yeah, and I also feel like, you know, what's what what really is most people. Like, are we talking about, because you're obviously still including, like, older people, maybe people who don't use the computers, who don't have, who don't, like, because yeah, we, we don't, have, we don't have cable. We don't have cable. So all of our content that we consume comes via the right. internet. Most people, a lot of people still have cable. And if you don't have cable, you have a streaming service. But depending on what level of streaming service you own, like, I'm confident that most of America does not have the, like, Netflix 4K package. You know what right. I mean? Yes. And so all that stuff just has like such a massive implication on how much data you're going to use. Yeah, it does. I can only imagine if we were consuming 4K content because we do not have that Netflix Ugh, 4K. Although die. I'm trying to remember if like HBO or Disney, some of them do have 4K just like standard. Yeah, no, HBO has 4K. Okay, so yeah, anytime I stream for HBO on, on the on the TV or even on my uh, my 4K monitor here, then I'm using up a lot more bandwidth and. Mm-hmm. then I, I hate having to like think about it that's the thing that's frustrating so basically our our plan Landon, we our plan was that we will just continue to use it as we normally do and the moment that we come close to hitting it or that we do hit it we're just going to go and buy their their unlimited plan which is an extra 30 dollars per month and how much is your internet without it per month so so right now it's um 50 per month but it is a it's one of their promotions. I think the the package that we have after like the two year plan of it, I think it's supposed to go up to eighty dollars per month, maybe even more than that. I'm trying to I'm trying to quickly see if I can see what that number is. But but you are on a uh, you are on a uh, what's it called contract. Yes. Yeah. Because there's no other option. <laughs> That's the other thing. Right, you, right, right. My only other option is uh, is AT and T, and they don't have they don't have. Um, I don't. Even, I'm trying to remember. I I don't know what the what the ca- 
classification is for something to be determined to be broadband. But basically, we, the, 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 the top speed that we have available from AT&T is like 10 megabits per second. Yeah, right so now, they, they don't have fiber optic. No, they don't. They, they, they have some in the, in the, in the region, not even in like, I don't know. I don't know. I know that I don't, I know they don't have it in the city. I don't know if they ever plan to come into the city because all these, like, I guess this is when you get like conspiracies type of stuff, but the collusion, the, the sketchiness of why Verizon or certain, certain companies are in some areas and not in others. Oh, I mean, we, we know it's an oligopoly. So yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, that's not, that's not a conspiracy theory. That that's just a known business practice. <laughs> so, Right now we're doing uh, 600 megabits per second down, and it and it's uh, 25 megabits per second up. You can't actually 600 get down, 25 up. Yes. So right now our plan is 50 a month, um, but that's a promotion rate. After a year or two, it's going to go up to 86 dollars per month. And yeah, what we used that, to pay that seems through, more aligned with what you're getting. Yeah, what we used to pay with Verizon was sixty per month for unlimited three hundred up, three hundred down. To get three hundred down from Comcast without the promotion, it's going to be seventy six dollars. And again, that's not including the unlimited option too. So to right. get unlimited at the three hundred megabits per second, you're doing one hundred six dollars per month. So we're doing forty four dollars more than what we were doing. Forty six dollars more than what we were doing with Verizon. That's the thing that's frustrating. You're also not getting the equivalent upload speeds, which admittedly aren't as important but of course in the uh age of work from home and everything right um it, it it does it does make an impact especially if multiple people are on video conferences um and also doing additional things you know uploading data whatever it is it, it does make an impact there i can I, I can't tell you how many times we've had people's um like people who have been like interviewing for jobs and giving presentations and all of a sudden the uh, you 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 stop hearing people, you stop seeing people, or, or or they just get completely disconnected because of internet problems. I'm not saying it's necessarily upload speeds being the problem, but you, a you. lot of people do have to conserve their upload their upload bandwidth, and so oftentimes we just tell people to turn off their camera so that it it helps the stability of the calls. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for a little bit of insight into that. Um, it's crazy. You're essentially paying. The prices that you're paying for, you could be getting, you could be getting gigabit internet out here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just the infrastructure has it so that you're sort of, you're paying more for less, and you're sort of got a timer on you for, or a limit of how much you can actually use it. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I wonder when uh, I wonder when uh, files will ever move out to the Midwest because I don't think there are any, there are no, no further west. Than Pennsylvania, that's as far as west as they go. So we got a lot. We got yeah. a long ways to go. It's not even necessarily just them. I think you you just need a fiber. Uh, yeah, no fiber. Anybody, if AT and T hit the area with fiber, I mean that would be an easy transition. Right. And that's actually how it worked for us when we first moved to our place in Delaware. When we first got married, we moved in. We were on Comcast promotional rate for two years because mm-hmm. um, Verizon didn't – they they only had an option of like the super, super base level, which was like 10 up and down. And then they had a gigabit. Those are your only two options. Such um, a joke. Yeah. After two years, though, they opened up a lot of different uh, um, tiers. And so we were able to switch once our two-year contract expired with Comcast. I would, gotcha. I'm hoping that something like that happens and AT&T moves in and we at least get a little bit of competition because 
Comcast, they, they themselves this year, they had to, um, they, their intention was to roll out their 1.2 terabyte data cap across the entire country. And um, a lot of people in the Northeast complained about it. I mean, a lot of people in general complained about it, but especially in the Northeast where there is Verizon competition, they um, they decided to halt the plans of, of rolling that out specifically in the Northeast markets to, I think it's something like, quote unquote, give people time to adjust to the change, the upcoming change. So Unreal. I guess starting in like January of 2022 or maybe some point in 2022, they're going to implement that 1.2 terabyte cap to everyone in the nation. Gross. So if you do happen to be like New York City or the Northeast uh, region and you do use a lot of data, then you might want to consider switching if you have the ability to do so. So gross. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's not like they it's not like they make the price cheaper. Like it's they not don't. like you're saying they're saying okay. It's not like they're saying okay. You're paying sixty a month now, but we're gonna put in a data cap, so we're gonna make you like fifty a month or forty a month. But you can pay additional to get the extra. Your price stays fifty a month. You just have to pay now an additional thirty bucks to right. get that unlimited. That's the thing that's frustrating. Right. It, it, it's not any. Yeah. It, it's it's super frustrating. Yeah. All right, well, that ends my rant. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, we'll get out of here now. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.